0: Love, talk radio
1: This show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com.
2: Is Moira today, also known as the Red Phoenix, and a little bit stuffy, and I'm here with my favorite co-host and superhero, Storm Sestavani, <laughs> and uh, we have an exciting show for you today. Um, we uh, So give us a call, pick up the phone. We're going to talk about overcoming adversity. The number here is 760-539-3235. And make sure to check out our sponsor at CoventryCreations.com. If you have a problem in your life, whether it's love, romance, money, career, or health, we have a candle for that. To reach Storm off the air, you can go to PsychicFriendsNow.com or like his fan page on Facebook at Facebook.com slash AstroGossip. To reach me off the air, you can go to CoventryCreations.com or you can uh, find my Facebook fan page under Coventry Magic. Hey, Storm!
1: Hey, what's up? How are we doing today? I'm doing wonderful. <laughs> How are you? I'm hanging
2: in. I'm hanging in. I but think drinking I'm. our teeth? I, yeah. Um, it's it's an interesting day today. Um, I decided to save my voice all day just so I could be on the on the show with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll see where it where it takes us today. Definitely. I haven't had any cold. I haven't had any cold medication, so it shouldn't be too loopy. Yeah, just just the stuff he had. I won't
1: promise on not being lippy <laughs> myself. I'm drinking this third eye tea.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, maybe you will. <laughs> my third eye you might to open. It's gonna be like four <laughs> eyes, you know. <laughs> oh wait, I am wearing my glasses. It's gonna be five eyes. <laughs> <laughs> five eyes.
2: <laughs> the one in the back of your head, plus yeah. the one, the two in the two in your palms. Remember that. Um, um, <laughs> the stigmata. Well, no, do you remember that, that um Twilight Zone, the astronaut came back and he had eyeballs in his palm?
1: I think I'm a little too young for Twilight Zone.
2: Don't even give me that. You are only two years younger than me. <laughs> yeah,
1: but isn't the Twilight Zone like in black and white?
2: Yeah, but you didn't watch those um those reruns. No. No?
1: I was busy watching corporated in Silver Spoons and Punky Brewster and um family ties and the Cosby show. I loved oh. watching those those perfect families because I was like, Maybe that one day will happen. <laughs> <laughs> that was
2: too much pressure. You guys had cable, didn't you? Um My
0: yeah. parents
2: my parents didn't believe in cable. They didn't I I just had those standard was it five channels? That was it. Uh, and then and then on a good day, you could get in the weird channel from Toledo if you just kind of held on to the antenna. Uh, but that's really old school at this point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's really old, exactly.
2: When you have the really old school. Do you
1: remember when you were trying to get one of those channels, you would get, like, the coat hangers out, and you would extend them about, you know, three miles?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, or the aluminum foil, and then Mom would come home and go, what? Buy aluminum
3: foil. Yeah.
2: So the TV, Mom... Oh so, yeah.
3: Hilarious. <laughs> so,
2: we're ta- we're talking about finding hope in the middle of adversity today.
3: Yes, we
2: are. And and uh which is I think a great subject to have right before all the holidays, Hanukkah. By, by the way, happy Hanukkah. Thank That's you, starting you. in how many hours? In a Few 53 hours.
1: 53 minutes.
2: Okay. So, happy Hanukkah. Thank you. Um and uh um Happy Hanukkah uh, the solstice- Thank you. I'll accept. And then solstice is tomorrow or Thursday, depending on who you talk to. Yeah. And then we have Christmas coming up, and I'm not sure which day Kwanzaa is, and I should have looked that up. But we have a lot of things going on, so happy holidays to all of them. You get to – guess what? You get to enjoy all of them. I've decided. Yeah. What did I call you, like, All of them can be enjoyed. What did I call it?
1: hanukkah Han- mess. <laughs> Yule.
2: Oh, and Festivus is on Friday. Remember, Festivus is on Friday too. Yeah. So.
1: What is Festivus?
2: <laughs> That's that one that was made up during the um, the Seinfeld show.
1: Oh. Okay. I didn't watch Seinfeld. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, nor did you watch um, Twilight Zone apparently. So.
1: No, but I did watch Friends because I had none. You know. <laughs> 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 I'm just joking. <laughs>
2: oh my. So you had your pretend families when you were a kid, and you had your pretend friends as a grown-up. Storm, we need to start doing therapy on the show.
1: I'm going to therapy already. That's the, that's the bad thing.
2: Okay. All right. You well, need to get my, well, mostly
1: therapy updates.
2: It's true. And you know what? No matter what, this show ends up being a little bit of therapy for both of us. Yes. We always have some kind of reveal. So. One of the things that. One of the things that I found fascinating last week is um, the reactions to a billboard. I think that was put up in New Zealand, mm-hmm. and it was put up by, by a church. I mean, not the, the church, but um, a minister of a church. And it's, it looks like an old master painting or a, a rendition of an old master painting of Mary sitting there with her head in her hands holding a pregnancy test strip. And I thought that was awesome. And I watched a lot of people be really appalled by it, Christians, non-Christians alike. And I know we had differing opinions on that, didn't we, Madir?
1: My opinions are, actually, I don't, I don't know if we necessarily, I was thinking about this last night. Do we necessarily have a differing opinion? No. What we have, I think, is is I don't like mine. Is more from a psychological storytelling perspective, which is I don't like um, uh, myths or stories of that particular nature being messed with, uh, really in any sort of way, because part of part of the story for me, the major huge part that I think is the deepest uh, uh, revealing, is her having that divine. Um, knowing that she was pregnant You know when the angel comes to her And tells her that she's pregnant Which in psychological terms Is the beginning of the birth of the ego
2: Okay now explain that to me A little bit Well basically what
1: you have In the um, in the Immaculate Conception story Is that you have the beginning Of the birth of Jesus Okay so Mary finds out That she's pregnant In this particular story The angel comes down to her Gabriel And I think it was Gabriel You'll have to excuse me I'm not a Christian um, comes down and uh uh and says uh, uh you know yo Mary you're pregnant um uh, and of course you know he tells her you know you're pregnant but with God's child and uh all of this other stuff and uh you know basically what that is reflective of okay is you know the um what is about to be born is Jesus which is a combination of that angel, you know, God and Mary, but it's the birth of the ego. It's the coming together of the unconscious and the self. Okay. Did you get that?
2: No. I ca- yeah. Okay. I did. I did get that, and I and I understand. Um, I, I love your psychological take on things because you know, with my personality, we decided that I'm we are each other's animus.
1: Anima and animus.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: And that so is not to be confused, uh, animus. By the way. Right. It's with an i I've had enough poop
2: jokes today. <laughs> <laughs> now,
1: Jackie, one of, the things, one of the things I have a problem with it, and this is the major reason I have a problem with it. When you go today and you go to Blockbuster Videos or you go to Netflix or you go to any video outlet and you rent Cinderella and you bring it home, the story that mm-hmm. they tell little kids is not the real story, which is a German story. In which the character's name is um ashen poodle um and basically she becomes Cinderella but um in this particular story, which is really a story about uh a woman you know you know you have all of these female characters that are willing to cut off anything um uh you know the the wicked step sisters cut off their um their feet basically to fit into slippers that are perfect, and it has to do with what women are um th- th- women are willing to do to feel as though that they're beautiful in in the larger part of the collective and I think that when you rip out certain elements like those sisters chopping off their feet, it ruins the entire
2: story well it doesn't necessarily make sense anymore, yeah, you know. I think it's very disempowering for Cinderella to then wait for someone to come save her rather than saving her herself. Now, going back to the billboard, here's the reason I like this, is I like how, to me, it depicts um, what a tough moment. And and granted, whether the, the test strip equals Archangel Gabriel saying, guess what, girl, you're pregnant or not. Um, what a um a test of faith for her, and then for Joseph
3: mm-hmm. to
2: say, "Oh, by the way, it, this one's from God."
3: <laughs>
2: mhm. And and um, I mean, in today's world, this would all equate to Looney Bin time. And um, I think that sometimes when we um, when we really follow that faith, um, to me, which is also hope. Uh, is is when people look at us like we are in the loony bin. Yeah. So um, that I think that's that's important to to keep in in mind is that this is woo woo land. When you start dealing with the, the spiritual stuff, and and sometimes it just sounds absolutely crazy. Um, to stay in that faith and to follow through um, with what you need to do for you. Is really important. I think that's the message that I got from that. Could you imagine? She accepted this. Mary accepted this in the Bible without question, and without knowing that she had any backup other than the, this angel who just appeared once. Mm-hmm. Um, so, a lot of times, that's what we're dealing with. We are, we are following our path without backup. One of the most, some of the most growing times, some of the most scariest times in my life is when I went forward with something that was difficult and I didn't know if I was supported. And that's when I got really strong. And I think that's what, um, and when I read the article about the billboard, what the minister was saying is that could you imagine her today as a single mother mm-hmm. and and what would happen? And it was about being compassionate with everyone. Um, so I thought that was a great a great story there. But I get what you're saying with um stop messing with the myth.
1: Stop messing with um, the myth. And I don't think that it was a situation Mary's pregnancy, according to the story, she didn't she didn't experience adversity. And then that particular in it, you know, she experienced pure faith, okay? And meanwhile she had to you know, thankfully the angel appeared in front of Joseph too. So <laughs> otherwise it gonna be problem. Um, but the uh, the larger uh, issue here is is that now to make out that a woman getting pregnant is an adverse situation, okay? Um, even an unwed uh, or in, an unwed woman um, getting pregnant is an adverse situation. Uh, I have a little bit of an issue with. Okay. And the reason because I just, in yeah. some cases it is. Um, uh, uh, you know, but in other cases, you know, um, if you, Jackie, were tomorrow to come to me and tell me, um, uh, Storm, will you do a don't even say me? it? I'm trying to get pregnant. Um, <laughs> don't
2: even say it. Hey, take that word back. Don't even
1: say it. <laughs> you know, because she was craving French fries last night, everybody. But um,
2: <laughs> but that's um, nothing new. <laughs>
1: But um, uh, you, know, you know, the uh, I don't think it would be an adverse situation. You know, the uh, 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 in many cases, you know, it, I think that there's also this, especially in Christian circles, that a woman has to have a man now to have a baby, even though that she doesn't. And I'm, you know, very, very pro um, female empowerment. If a woman wants to have a child on her own, I think that she should absolutely have that right.
2: Well, although I have to say, I have to flip this on you, um, is being a woman, um, and when I got pregnant with my daughter, my husband and I weren't married yet. And although our relationship was really, really solid, um, and one of the things I did say to him at that time, I said, uh, well, I'm not marrying you now. (laughs) We have to wait because I want these two things separate. Um, Because I said I could be um I could be a single mom. I don't need you to be a mother, but I need you to be a husband. I need you to be a wife, I should say. And so that was um uh, the discussion we had at that point. And then reality came into play, aka the baby showed up. Mm-hmm. And and um that is that can be adversity, not as as like somebody's attacking you or something like that, but just that is having a child is stressful. Having a child by yourself I have great admiration for women who have gone through this and and did this on their own, now, because, because with I you, with
1: your pregnancy, Jackie, that there was more adversity in regards to it being a mixed relationship than anything else, or were we already past that stage?
2: Oh, we were already past that stage. Okay. Um,
0: I you know I got a few people.
2: <laughs> I had a few people mention when they discovered who the father of my baby was, and they mentioned to me something about the interracial aspect. And I'm like, so you're gonna say this to a pregnant lady? I cannot be convicted for murder at this point.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, this is this is completely excusable under the court of the law if I kill you right now. And uh, so that people stop saying that to me.
1: Which, you know, I think it's a fascinating thing in this, of course, is that, you know, um, uh, Rebecca, your daughter, is mixed, um, And uh-huh. she's, you know, growing up and she's going to school and stuff like that. And it's not that much of, a, uh, of an issue anymore to, to be of uh, mixed nationality or mixed races. You know, whereas we get uh-huh. to somebody that's our age, Mariah Carey, who is mixed, um, And she f- felt growing up that she was not either, you know, because she was a black girl, but she looked like a white girl. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and she had an enormous amount of difficulty, you know, when people would find out that her father was black, and uh, and uh, she found it to be a very adverse situation.
2: Yes, I can I can see that, and I couldn't experience what my daughter experiences, so I can't speak for her. But I just know that I'm looking more at and on the pregnancy issue and the mother issue. I was a hormonal wreck after my daughter was born. Um, I didn't have um, a I didn't have a gaggle of girls around me to help me through this. Um, I had some crazy people in my life um, who got really weird by the time my daughter was born. I had a husband who tried to support me but was completely clueless as to why I'm crying every 10 minutes and a mother who had checked out. So it was, um, and my sister was working on running the business and trying to keep it from being sabotaged by the people who who were working for me at the time. So it was, I can't imagine. I mean, that was a huge adversity in my life, and mm-hmm. I can't imagine doing that on my own. Even if you took out the weird work stuff, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and here's what happens is when you're like the first in your group of single friends to get married and have a kid, they don't know what to do with you. Yeah. So, So I'm just saying as, um, ha- having been through that pregnancy and having felt kind of alone with my kid, um, I can see how that to me when I looked at that that billboard I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah. That right there is faith. That right there is transcending um um standards and social social standards and say, My faith is more important than this. So and guess what happens when you say that you are no longer in the middle of adversity. Mhm. And that's what it it said to me when I was looking at that. It just said, you know, once you once you move from that fear into faith, you're no longer in the middle of adversity. You are in the middle of divine
1: yeah. and
2: and your path of destiny. So, um
1: it's hard to get there. Though. It is really hard to move which we're going to talk about that in a little while, but um, it's really hard to move. When you're in the middle of the the think-bomb storm, um, Mm -hmm. it's really hard to move sometimes into that area of faith. And I think that there has to be – I don't know if I want to call it the switch, Jackie – but it's the only way i can really describe it there is a particular point after an individual has gone through a particular experience and they've had enough enough of it that psychologically we flip the switch um and that's when um yeah Um, uh, And either we go absolutely loony Or (laughs) Or you know we move into a period Of just accepting that the situation Is uh, the way that it is And that there's not anything uh, That we can do about it And possibly the word to use is surrender Um, I don't know Mm -hmm. Um, uh, But I'll throw that out there
2: Uh, Or redefine it When that flip gets The switch gets flipped Or you flip the switch However you want to say it Um and and you you surrender it you give it over you've just redefined it yeah where this is no longer going to eat me um a long time ago i just said things come down to fear or faith fear or love it eats you or it feeds you yeah and so um and so when you when that switch goes to the other side you now say oh this has been eating me and now i'm going to let it feed me that's when you move from the fear to the faith. And I think that's how you start to do that. But you know what? That is a big, tall order.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Especially right right now, we are in the middle of so much adversity and things are so confusing, and maybe it's because I'm 40 now, in my 40s, and I'm really paying attention to the bigger world around us um, and all the things going on around the world. But even individually with the people that I talk to on a daily basis, there is adversity everywhere, and and you've talked about this in the in um, your astrological forecast. It was not pretty this year.
1: No, <laughs>
2: You're, you you were not pretty in your astrology this year, Storm. How come?
1: Not at all. Well, because of the fact that number one, I think that we have to be um, any time that you are giving out. Some form of the information. Um, uh, I think in your attempting to convey it, you know that you, even though that I think that you have to take other people's feelings and what they're going through in in mind and uh, and be compassionate. Um, I still think that you have to deliver the goods as the way that the goods are made. Um, and uh, I don't think that this last year has been easy. Um, I think that things will be slightly easier in 2012, but there's going to be pockets of time. In 2012 that are going to be very, very difficult uh, And I think that those are the, are the major uh, important things Because we have these particular What we're going through right now With all of these um, astrological configurations That are banging up our, our, our uh, butts to the wall um, is, is basically because of decisions that we made, when actually the astrological aspects were all pretty and perfect, and um, everything was going wonderful, and uh, and we all had you know oodles and gobbles of credit, and we had you know full bank accounts, and you we know, could create a new candle line, and instantaneously it was you know a, a complete success, and you know all of these you know you, you, everything was going on that was good, you know now we're paying for the price of really not being responsible during that particular period.
2: Right. Ouch. I know, right? Whether you were responsible or not, you're paying right now. Yeah. <laughs> and you were talking about, <coughs> pardon me for, by the way, if I sneeze on the show, I, I must apologize. Um, if I had one really sneak up on me. If
1: talking amongst ourselves. <laughs> right. <laughs> right.
2: Or if I, like, cough a <coughs> my apologies. Um, you were talking about how there's some outer planets. hmm um, that are affecting Can you us right now. take a break first? I was thinking it because that's a little bit of a conversation, isn't it, yeah. my friend? Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna take a break right now. So check out our sponsor at CoventryCreations.com. We will be right back. Do not touch that dial. Magic. I am Jackie Smith, a.k.a. The Red Menace, and I am here with my co-host, Storm Sestavani, a.k.a. my favorite Storm superhero. Okay. So give us a call. <laughs> give us a call. The number is 760-539-3235, and we want to talk to you about what adversity you are experiencing and how to find some hope in the middle of it. So we're back, Storm.
1: We're
3: back. We
2: were talking... We were talking about um, some of the outer planets in astrology and how they are affecting us.
1: Okay. We have actually one, two, three, four of them that are going to be, that if you're going through particular circumstances, if you know your astrology chart and you get it, Um, uh, Which you can get one at astro.com But uh, If you know what transits that you're going through At a particular given time uh, For example uh, Jackie and I over the period of the next couple of years Are both going to go through a Uranus transit uh, And Because Jackie and I both have the same rising sign Uh, So if you take Uranus and its basic energy, which is about kind of breaking through rigid belief systems or rigid structures or rigid idealisms, and certain things outside of us will begin to happen that will kind of crack that particular foundation uh which allows us to basically uh, begin to start looking at new things or new ideas or new concepts or new ways of doing things um in more of an innovative way than we than we had done in the past, okay, okay. so that basically um uh, uh is if you if, if you have you know, if if you're an Aries or Capricorn, um, a Libra, um, or a cancer, um, over the period of the next few years you are going to be dealing with Uranus um that is going to be coming up. Now, Neptune um, is pretty tricky because of the fact that uh, it is that love born, unrequieted Needing to merge, needing to feel a part of something, needing to feel connected in, uh, in in its positive manifestation in a mystical or spiritual sort of way. And those are very very slippery words, but Neptune's a slippery planet. Um, uh, and uh, in its more destructive stage, it's you know you know it can be. Um, you know, love addiction. It can be alcoholism. It can be drug dependency. Um, it can be a whole different variety of uh, of issues. And if you're, uh, if you can work through it, Jackie, basically you get a deeper sense of yourself and a deeper sense of your connection to all that is. Which is why you know, individuals that go into and uh, in, in this will kind of open up Neptune for you, Jackie. Um, mm-hmm. Individuals that go into the 12-step programs, okay, after they've been drinking and doing drugs or compulsive overeating or compulsive this, compulsive that. Um, let me check. Where's my checklist? Um, uh, you know, basically, you know, what, they, um, uh, what happens here is that uh, they start a 12-step program, which is a spiritual base. Um and if you 've seen somebody that has been in the twelve step programs for any period of time, they may not be dogmatic in any way um but mm-hmm. you can tell that there 's some form of a connection that they have to themselves in a deeper sort of way um,
2: this is i have to I have to pause for a second, sure all the stuff that you've been mentioning is all the stuff that i 've been writing, even to the point where in one article that i was blog I was putting up that'll be up tomorrow talks about I had to step back and take my own personal inventory. Yeah. So I just thought that was very funny. Um that everything that I've been writing in the last couple of days and e- even beyond that, I mean the classes that I wrote, um, when I get on the road is all about taking a new perspective. So I just ironic. Ironic continue.
1: Then of course you have Pluto. Um Pluto is is a tough, tough uh, transit. Um and if you are also a Libra Um, A Capricorn, a uh, Cancer, or an Aries You're going to be affected by Pluto Um, Over the period of uh, the next several years (laughs) Thirteen (laughs) Because it takes so long for for it to move Pluto has to do with all of the stuff in our lives That are no longer working Pluto has a tendency to dredge those circumstances up And amputate them Now Pluto gives you an opportunity Uh, to end it on your own. He gives you an opportunity to basically look inside and say, you know what, this here isn't working for me, so I probably, you know, shouldn't be doing this anymore. If you don't do it, what Pluto is instructing you to do, okay, what Pluto will do is cause the most drama that you have ever seen that breaks up everything around you and amputates things on its own. Um, (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Let me, where's my checklist again um, so, so, so basically you know, On the other side of Pluto um, It is usually Such a tough experience That the individual mm-hmm. becomes More powerful and more at ease With themselves and has a much More stronger base of personality uh, uh, As a result of it Now the tricky one is Chiron um, Chiron is currently In the sign of Pisces So if you're a
2: Chiron, I'm not. I'm not familiar. Can you tell me who Chiron is? Sure, I will. Just a second.
1: Okay. Um, If you're a a Pisces, a a Gemini, an Aquarius, not an Aquarius. A Pisces, a Gemini, a Virgo, or a Sagittarius, um, he's going to be kind of messing with you for about the next um, four years, four to five years. Um, Now, Chiron, Jackie, is the wounded healer in mythology. He's between Saturn and Uranus The wonderful Dorothy Morrison is in our chat room Holla! Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, so with, with Chiron being uh, between Saturn and Uranus He's kind of a personal planet And he's all, also kind of a, a collective planet in many ways The difficulty with Chiron is this If he was able to heal everybody else's wounds except his own And when Chiron is transiting through the horoscope um, basically, what tends to occur are circumstances that are beyond your control. They're beyond anybody's control. It is, um, uh, uh, you know, God forbid that you're driving to the grocery store, Jackie, and you're perfectly normal, and you're, you, you know, Chiron is transiting your Mars, and there's this huge car accident, you know, and for three months you're laid up in the bed. It's not... It's, it's, it's an act that you can say that it was somebody's fault, but at the end of the day, it's really more life's unfairness. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you grow up without a father. That's life's unfairness. Um, uh, you grow up in, a, in in poor conditions. That's life's unfairness. So when Chiron hits you, it tends to hit things in ways in which uh, life is just unfair, and and you have to go through it. And I think that with circumstances where there's life's unfairness, okay, really the only thing we can do is accept it. And uh, you know, it is currently transiting your son, and you it, it's um, in opposition to your son in Virgo. Okay. And one of the things that I have been seeing with you, Jackie, is this going to um, uh, the sun is your vocation and your calling. We've been seeing a lot of changes with you lately in regards to that. You now are a published author. You've had a number one best selling book. Um, you're redesigning candle lines. You're retaking a hold. You, you know, retaking control of your business in many ways because of circumstances that are beyond your control.
2: Right. Exactly.
1: You know, it's exactly. not that you weren't doing the right thing. It's not that um, uh, you were, uh, y- you know, being all crazy and stuff. Um, uh, it is just you're going through a Chiron in opposition to your son. So, therefore, um, things that have occurred in your life are due to circumstances that are beyond your control, but how do you accept it and how do you adjust to it? That's the Chiron energy.
2: Right. So, So the Chiron energy is like the New Age industry shrinking, and there's nothing that I personally can do about that. But then, how I deal with it is—is that so? It's Chiron teaches us about um, acceptance and mutability. Yes. Okay. So
1: So I'm I'm looking, but it's not. Let let, let me just make a comment on what you just said, because Chiron is in the sign of Pisces, which has to do with spirituality and spiritual issues and um, intuition and connection to all those things. It also has to do with crazy, but we'll talk about that some other time. Um, mm-hmm. uh, with Chiron transiting through that particular sign, I don't necessarily think that the New Age industry is ex- is expanding. I think it's really going more mainstream, as slowly as it is. But the more mainstream it goes, the more that you're going to be able to easily acquire items, and that can be problematic.
2: Right. It's not a specialty. It's not as niche. Yeah. Isn't that great word niche? Yeah. Um. So I'm looking That's at this. Goes right in. There's a nice ring to it Um, So I'm looking at Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, Chiron And the different messages you're bringing to us Which is with Uranus It's being innovative New ways of thinking With Neptune It's um, moving to the positive aspects of Neptune Which is being connected And being more mystical With Pluto It's about letting go of what no longer works And then with Chiron it's acceptance of where you are and then it kind of flips you right back to um Iran as having a new way of thinking. So listening listening to this whole thing about all these outer planets and how they're affecting us, which I can see it. I can absolutely see how just globally or, or even nationally in, in the US yeah. I'm seeing how, how this happens. So here we are in the middle of this adversity, um, personally and nationally. And how do we find hope? It's all right here. It's all right here. It's about saying, Oh, I gotta heal myself. It's about, oh, how do I adjust to this? It yeah. I think when um when we veer off and fight against the flow
0: mm-hmm.
2: then um and and the flow doesn't mean that you have to um just accept crap. But but when you fight against some of these this, this flow that's happening and say for for once for instance, you know, my industry's changing and if I just said no I'm only gonna deal with new age stores and I never change my game to go into mainstream stores, then I'm out of business. I'm fighting that flow. Um, so that's how you find that moment of hope in the middle of adversity is you tune into what your own destiny is, you tune into what your own path is. And instead of trying to fight this path, you let it flow. You let it flow. Yes. So At the
1: end of the day, they, especially the outer planets, the outer planets are going to do what they're going to do. There's not much real negotiation that we have with them. Um, the only real negotiation, I think, that we have with outer planets is accepting the particular energy that they have and attempting to work with it in more of a constructive rather than destructive way. Um, if you don't okay. listen to Uranus, he will crack your whole life apart, basically. Um, it becomes like the tower in the tarot. If you don't listen to Neptune and you don't go to that deeper level... Uh, strange things can begin to occur in your life. You can fall in love with somebody, or you know, and it's this longing, yearning type of particular experience. Or you can do drugs and alcohol, um, uh, a whole messy type of thing. If you don't listen to Pluto, he will cause the biggest amount of drama that you've ever seen, where you have no choice but to amputate. Um, and if you don't right. deal, and if you don't deal with Chiron in um, a way in which you don't accept the situations, you're right, you die. You know, Chiron eventually ends up trading places with um uh with Prometheus so that uh so that you know he can die and Prometheus can live.
2: Right. Right. You have to um you have to do all of those things. Um, you have to get all of that going. And um if you don't then um if you don't if you don't follow this path then you're in trouble. Yes. And you are um just going to uh you're just going to let your life fall apart at that point, and and that's kind of like for me when I when I have clients, one of the things I I talk to them about is um, path of destiny. So, um, what is your path of destiny? Mm-hmm. What is what does that mean for you? And how do you get thrown off of it? Yeah. So um, that's that's What's something that. Yeah. What does what does path of destiny mean to me? It's it's usually um, retrospective.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Path of destiny is very much a retrospective situation, where you are um, looking at what um, oh I get it now. I was supposed to do this and I was supposed to do that, and I now I see how all of that came together. So then you take that and you flip it around and you look forward and you say, all right, now I get what happened behind me, what's happening in front of me. I have, um in, in Coventry Magic, I have a whole chapter on, on Path of Destiny. It's called, oh, my God, am I doing the right thing? And <laughs> And when you ask that question, you are stepping into your path. Because it is the tough stuff that you've got to do. It's yes. the, I can guarantee you, if it's terrifying you, it's something that you should be doing. So it's um, it's really it's the, your path of destiny is all your the culmination of everything that you do. And to me, what it comes down to is we are destined to be happy.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We are destined to be loved. We are destined to have people in our life who, who um, honor us. And we are destined to have connection to the divine. And everything else is the story. Because you have your, your, the battle of your will and your destiny. And those things battle back and forth. They make a great story. It's a great adventure that you're on. Um, so, to, so to me, destiny is, is being happy and being loved and being a part of a whole. Yeah. And connected with the whole thing. So and everything else are just the minor details on how you make that happen. So that's that's how it, what I think the path of destiny is. And when you step off of it. Yeah. You're when you step off of your destiny, most likely you are stepping into someone else's. So you're you're not paying attention to your life, you're focusing on someone else's life.
3: Uh-huh.
2: And a lot of times, you know, when I talk about in, in classes and magic you have to take take your own inventory to say, is this my destiny I'm doing magic about or is this someone else's? hmm
0: uh-huh.
2: Because that will stop your process. That'll stop. So if you're trying to do magic to af- affect someone else's destiny and their path of destiny in a negative way, or, or it doesn't even have to be in a negative way, as a mother trying to cast a spell on their child so they don't fall in love with somebody that they don't feel is good enough for them. hmm uh-huh that is that's a that's a hard call that can blow up in in different ways. So, now what do you think the path of destiny is?
1: Um I I agree with you um with what it is that you're saying. Um I would put it a little bit more simpler. Um and I think that the, the path of destiny is becoming yourself. Um really um without no, any true. externals without any um uh you know with, with, when you're raw stripped yourself um uh that's what i think uh the the, the uh the path of destiny is um and mm-hmm. becoming whole as a result of that you know it has a lot to do with wholeness and uh of course you know I look at things intensely psychologically so um uh, uh you know that's what I think that destiny has more to do with.
2: I agree. and uh, You know, there's, there's some things that always happen on that path too. And one of them is suffering. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: we, I don't think it's, it's um, something we're supposed to experience. I think it's just something we do experience. It's that Chiron energy and it happens. And, and what do we, do we choose to rise above it? And I think that right there is the hard part.
1: Yeah, it is the hard part because there's something, you know, what the, what the outer planets tell us, Jackie, is that there's something that's going on within the psyche, okay. Um, that is uh, that, that is percolating, uh, uh, and basically we can either deal with it and work on those particular issues, um, uh, uh, you know, that we're being called on uh, to deal with. Okay, and, and none of us do this perfectly. There's no uh, perfect formula, or the outer worlds will, will create ways. In which we deal with things in that particular perspective on our own. You know, we can repress something, and believe me, in my own life, I've spent a lot of time, you know, hiding behind a a particular door. Okay, and what has been going on astrologically for me is that Uranus Pluto energy um, of uh, breaking down beliefs and breaking down concepts and uh, in old uh, life patterns and old tapes and old messages and old this and old that and old everything um, uh, and uh, making the particular change and getting on the particular path that, I, that I'm meant to be on. And it's hard. It's really hard.
2: It is. It absolutely is because um, this is the adversity right here.
1: Yeah.
2: And and isn't it what you um, – when you start to make positive change in your life, isn't it how you – in Kabbalah they call this the satan?
1: Uh, yeah, the satan um, will come back at you, honey, and say – for example, it, 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 it's – it's uh, you know, one of the things that has been going in, in, in my head for the past – you know, on and off for the past few weeks is I told you that's the way it was going to turn out. If you do X, Y is going to happen. Didn't I tell you that? Right. Right. And even so, though it's the best decision that you made, there's still the satan telling you you're an idiot.
2: Yeah, because and that and that's that I call that the inner saboteur, which is you know pretty much ends up being the same thing and and it's defined in the same way. When when you and I talked about that in Kabbalah, that's what the satan's job is is to sabotage, to sabotage what what we're doing. Now I want to talk about this some more and I want to talk about what to do, how to find that hope. And we do have a uh, an email question as well. But I thought maybe what we'll do to give us some more time after the break is go on the break now. Okay, and you have a call um online also so five
1: oh four we will be getting to you right after the break,
2: and um, so check out our sponsor at CoventryCreations.com, dot com and we'll take your calls when we get back, and the phone number is seven six zero five three nine three two three five, and we can't wait to hear from you.
3: The bed feels warmer. Sleeping here.
2: live. So pick up up the phone, give us a call at 760-539-3235. If you enjoyed the show, please hit the like button at the top of your page if you're on Blog Talk Radio. If you want Keep It Magic on the go, just go to iTunes in the search box, type Keep It Magic, hit the podcast button and then subscribe to the show. Then you can listen to us as many times as you want in a show like this. You're going to want to do it over and over and over again and take notes. Also, this show is made possible by our patronage of our sponsor, or by your patronage to our sponsor. Check us out at CoventryCreations.com, where magic always happens. And for more articles, for more information, for show recaps, for uh, storms, astrological forecasts, don't forget to go to KeepItMagic.com. We've got lots of good stuff, and in, uh, in January will be the month of Coventry. And February will be, will be the month of Dorothy Morrison. So we've got lots of goodies in store for you. Yeah. And we're back, Storm. Yeah. That
1: sounds fun.
2: So, we, yeah, it is. Absolutely. Now, we were talking about um, actually, I can't wait because there's going to be a lot of great posts and, and new things that I'm doing for the Coventry Creations. And we're going to start our 20 year celebration for Coventry Creations. Can you believe it? Oh, 20 that's years.
1: Amazing. 20 years. I mean, you I,
2: started, were 20, I must 23. have started this one 23. 20, I was 24 when I started it. Okay. So, and it was really right around my birthday. So, I've yeah. decided that my birthday and Coventry birthday is the same. Oh. <laughs> A few years yeah. different. <laughs> People say, "What well, did you start this when you're five? And I go, "Oh, go on with you. No, really, go on." <laughs> now, we were talking about adversity and um, getting to the point. Um, to find some hope in it Yes And so what do we do What do we do We're in the middle of We're, we're in the middle of our Personal ball of poo What do we do I think you really have
1: to Become centered, um And really uh, Look at basically Which direction it is That you're wanting to go in And which path it is That you're wanting to take And things more along uh, Those lines Basically to begin to uh, Move forward um in a positive way.
2: Okay. And how do you get centered when you're in in crazy town, when you are in the middle of crisis? Me,
1: I start calling people. <laughs> <laughs> Talk me
3: off the ledge, yeah,
1: talk me yep. off the ledge um, uh you know basically uh, uh you know it is going to um knowing that you know what it is that I'm doing in the what I may have done yesterday may have been horrible, and it may have been uh not the greatest thing in the world, but what I'm doing right now is the uh, you know the direction that I'm supposed to go and in the path that I'm on and getting centered in that particular way. You know, my choices and my decision yesterday may not have been the best that they are today.
2: Right. All we can do is go day by day and decide who we are. Absolutely. Um, Because it's all cumulative. And so when we we then back up and and change the way we're behaving, um, I guess that's something that I've noticed with some people that I've known in the past is that they – I don't know what people want, you know. I'm not sure what people want from you when they say, and you have to change your ways. You know, I, I, my husband was the, my biggest um, lesson with that, and, yeah. which is a kind of an, a, a sidebar story. When we were first together, um, and of course we decided to get into a relationship and within a year have a baby. So it, it, we didn't have a lot of time to, to get to know each other. And um, um, I was so frustrated with him because I would... Get upset with him and tell him what I'm upset about, and he would nod his head and literally not say anything. I didn't get it. I'm sorry, or or nothing, mm-hmm. nothing. I will change. No, I'll change my behavior. Nothing, and it almost was was a deal breaker. I I was so close to just leaving him, mm. just just leaving him. And I talked to his sister, and I talked to his mother. Nice and, and and I that's a cardinal rule that I broke really. I went to his family and said, "Ask what was wrong with them." <laughs> you, that's that's like that's danger zone in a relationship, I think. Yeah. But I needed some insight. I didn't know who else to go to, and his sister told me, "Well, you know, he won't say he's sorry." And I said, "You know what? I need it." I bullshit. We don't say sorry. We're done. He goes, "Well, do you know why?" He said, "Because his father would say he was sorry all the time." Mm-hmm. And then not change his way. But you watch him and watch him change his way. Watch him change how he does something because you said it bothered you. Now, he's not going to promise you anything, but just watch how it happens. So then, of course, I got off the phone and I confronted him, which is, again, another cardinal rule that I broke. (laughs) You don't do that (laughs) in a relationship. Oh, my God, you do not talk to their mother and then get off the phone and confront them about it. Dad. That's war. That's deal-breaking time. But um, he explained to me, he said, I'm not going to make a promise I don't know if I can keep. And I only know if I can keep it until after I do. And then it's too late to talk about it. And then we had a conversation about how I needed something. (laughs) I need something. You don't have to make me a promise. Just let me know. Something, yeah, that you heard me or something. So then we got came to a new understanding. But that was that that was a big lesson for me of of, and actually that was a big piece of adversity. And I decided that I wasn't willing to give him up. But boy, can you imagine being with somebody and you're in a fight and they screw up but they won't say they're sorry? Yeah, <laughs> that,
1: that could be difficult.
2: That that was difficult. But I what I decided to do was take a take a different road. Um, and for some people, that's really hard to do. They they know what they want. They have to have exactly what they want, and they won't bend from it. I am mm-hmm. a very mutable person. I always really? want to find out. Well, well why? Well, <laughs> why? Why does that? Virgo? Yeah, yeah, I know it's hard to be me. Um, but but that's that's the that's one of the things I do because I I ask questions. So if I'm in the middle of my adversity. If I'm in the middle of looking at my bottom line and going, oh, crap, that's not enough sales to uh, keep us going, to break even, to have employees even, and that's my adversity and that's my crisis, or or I don't have enough payroll. My biggest crisis, actually, ironically, my biggest crisis, crisis is that plural, more than one, Um Is when I can't make payroll, when I can't take care of the people that I've committed to, that's a much bigger crisis to me than, than, than anything else. And, um, that's how that, so what I do in that moment is, is I start asking questions. I start looking for alternative answers and that's how I deal with adversity. Yeah. Is say, what are my options? What are my options? I, and then I light a candle or 20. (laughs) You see, when you're mutable
1: and you can flop around like that I'm much more fixed Um, uh, So it's more difficult for me to get my mind off of something And move it on to something else It eventually happens, but it's difficult
2: Oh, but at the same time, I can't let it go I worry it until I've solved it Okay Uh, I can't If I can't sleep, you know it's a bad It's a bad Yeah Because I can always sleep Um but if i can't sleep it's it's bad but cuz i'm worrying and i can't let it go so i do i do get like that but that was i have to say that was my 20s and 30s i've gotten into my 40s and i'm like oh i'm just going to think about it till i exhaust myself <laughs> and then i'll go to sleep and wake up with a new perspective but um but the candles i burn um when i'm in the middle of adversity when i'm in the middle of crisis is a vision quest candle the first one I like because I need a, it's a problem solving candle. I need a new answer. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I usually burn an ancestral guidance, a spirit guide candle, which is I light it and say, Help! And then, um, and then from there, I usually um, bring like an emotional balance or an inner balance or a need to change, banishing, just so I don't get stuck in, um, in the crisis. Because I think that's one of the things we screw up the most on is we get stuck in it,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and we decided we decided the adversity and the crisis owns us. Absolutely. And it defines us, and it doesn't. It's a moment. It's absolutely a moment. So we have um, we have a caller, and we also have um, one question that came to us. Which would you like to do first?
1: Uh, let's do the caller first. Let's go. Okay. Um, let's see. Five oh
0: four, you're on the air. Five oh
1: four. Five oh four.
0: Hello. Hi, who's this? Oh, this is
1: Shamika. Hi, Shamika. Uh, How are you?
0: Hi, I'm doing fine. I was just calling, like, to um, get some information, like you were saying, um, going through a crisis and stuff in your life. Like, and I was uh-huh. a little bit confused because I saw like, one of your tags was, like, candle magic. And so I guess uh-huh. it is magic in a way that you're able to, like, change things and change things, situations in your life. Yeah. But, like, yeah. um, how do yeah. you use, use it, like, for love purposes and, like, when herbs and all that comes into it and call it, you know, different names, that kind of part gets scary to me. But I have, like, seen, like, a change from the work that I was doing, like, in my mind and making me feel free. And it was bringing those Uh things forth in my life. But, like, I mixed with herbs and different stuff, and it kind of, like, made things backfire. And it's just, like, crazy now. But I was listening to a point when you were saying with the stars and the planets and how that plays into Uh it, too so I was just like calling to try to like get some information
1: what, what 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 area of your life are you having problems with shaman in my
0: love life so i had started trying okay, to like
1: mm-hmm. okay really? and what are you trying to get done here
0: um so just like a rekindle a relationship or like um i know you can't change another person you have to do things within yourself first mm-hmm. so i don't know like if i got confused on that part um it, I guess it leads to, like, the free will stuff, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So
2: I'm
0: um, well, what – go ahead,
2: Jackie. I was going to say, what you said you you pulled out some herbs and you did some other stuff. What is it that you did? What did you do, I should say? No, just, like, um,
0: burn different incense, like, got knowledge on incense and candles
2: and, um, you know, stuff like that. And to bring this person to bring this person back to you, correct? Right. So fix not to bring them back, but just
0: kind of like get a sense of what's going on, and you know, seeing what areas to change, and like if like we argued a lot, okay. did
2: these stuff, you know, like that kind of. Uh, okay.
1: All right.
2: So Nestor, what were you going to ask? I apologize.
1: Um. Well, basically what it's showing me here, okay, is that this is a particular point um, in which I think that you're really needing to look at whether or not... Um, this relationship is 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 actually something that you can work through and that you can move to the next level, okay, because my feeling here, just looking at the energy um uh psychically, is that I think that it, basically what the magic is telling you to do is probably the best path is to move beyond this relationship that's why it kind of went crazy yeah.
2: um
1: uh and my feeling here is now you know that there's another woman around this man, right. Yeah,
0: I've I've heard that before. Well, I actually met the woman, and the woman was saying, like, that she was pregnant and all of that as well. Okay, because
1: basically what they're showing me here is that, for the time being at least, he's very, very connected to that particular relationship, Okay. Um, So I would, honey, what I would do is, and we'll see what Jackie has to say magically, I would be looking at more healing yourself from this particular relationship and getting the courage basically to move forward. Jackie, what are you you getting here? Jackie? Did I lose Jackie? I might have lost Jackie. Jackie? Jackie? I will wait for her to uh, call back in if she um, if we lost her. Um, but basically, you know, that would be my suggestion. If we were to go to the candle lines, my suggestion would be for you. And you can get all of these candles, of course, at CoventryCreations.com. Okay. I would suggest um, uh, a couple of things. Okay. Number one, I would suggest, um, uh, and i crossing candle. Okay, from the, the Motor City Hoodoo line. And then actually I think uh Dorothy two of Dorothy's candles would fit perfectly here um for this, which would be um one would be putting on the witch, okay, um, and the other is gimme gumption. Um and those would be the candles that I would work through um in regards to this particular situation. So that's pretty much where it is. And that's the that
0: was her.
1: That's what was that? that
0: was you said that's, towards the, that's
2: directed towards her and, like... Um, no, you
1: need to direct all of this energy towards you because she's not going nowhere. Okay.
2: What I was going to say um, before I all of a sudden lost my connection, must have been sundown, is <laughs> <in laughs> that... Um, and, and I missed a piece of what, of what you had said, Storm, so I apologize for that, but the cards that I pulled are about you working on letting go of this relationship because this um there was something that happened with this relationship of a certain way you felt. And you felt really gorgeous. You felt carefree. You felt um like you really meant something during this relationship. And then it and then um you it broke up from some inappropriate behavior and and, and when that started to get pulled away from you, you started to let it go because of what was going on between you and this man. Now you gotta let this go. You gotta let go th- the cl- you had to clear from you the connection of that feeling with him Because that feeling came from you Yeah. The feeling comes from you It doesn't come from him And you think to find it you got to get back with him And it's time to let that go Because you are a goddess You are part of the divine You are amazing and And you're going to find that within yourself And then no one can take it away from you He was a gift in your life to show you how that feels yeah. So now just go ahead and let him go, because he's not coming back. Okay, and if he does come back, it's going to cost you a lot, and I and and some of it's cash and some of it's emotional. So just let that go. And and the what I got was very close to what Storm mentioned. Um, the the candles I got for you is the first one is spiritual cleansing, and to help clear that um, belief that you you can only find that through him. The next one I got it's, which is interesting is um I got the prosperity candle and um and that's because you've got to find that divine um the divine energy within you it's it's unending um, it's absolutely unending and the other one that I got for you is um is spirit guide so those those three from the blessed herbal line is um, to help you, you're asking the spirit guide to help for guidance. Ask for guidance. You know, show me which way. Show me which way to go. Or even the angel candle from um, from the affirmation line, and um, on that one. So those are ones that I think that you're going to find that the prosperity candle opens up the the well of resources that you have within yourself because you already own this. Yeah, you you you've got this. You're brilliant. Yeah. But well, you keep thinking the missing piece is him, but uh-uh, the missing piece is within you. Okay, my friend. What? Okay. Okay.
0: Thank you for All right. calling again.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hello, Jackie. Um so, that what did I miss, by the way?
1: <laughs> uh, you missed me. Uh, uh, just basically, uh, you know, I told her the same thing to move on beyond the relationship.
2: Okay. Good. So basically the same thing I said. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I uh, that was very funny. Uh, all of a sudden I was. Everybody was gone. Did you know I was gone?
1: Um. Until you said I, my name and I, I didn't answer.
2: Said,
1: yeah. Exactly.
2: <laughs> well, we we do have one more question, um, and that's from sure. White Lily in the chat room, and she wanted to know if she should focus on writing her book. Or focus on getting an agent. She's confused and torn, which I'm already getting an answer for. White Lily.
1: Well, she needs. Right, a, a, right she away.
2: Needs
1: to, she needs to work on the hook before she gets an agent.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, what I was going to say. This is this is the uh, focus on getting an agent. That's the that's that satan. That's that inner statiteur. That's that's borrowing trouble where you don't have any. That says oh, well, I can't do this until I have someone to back you up. That's a distraction. That's that's letting yourself be okay. distracted. Write the book. Get the book outlined. Get a couple of chapters done. Um, get it, Get it, and then for you, the message that I'm getting right now is that for you, the big piece of it is getting the core of the book done, and people are going to fall in love with it, or the right person is going to fall in love with it. But it's really with what you're writing it's hard for them to see from A to Z where you're going with it until you've already gone there. So there you go. She I, <laughs> she already did a proposal, so
1: So she already did a book proposal and the publishing company took
2: her or? Um she said she's got the proposal done. She has a few chapters done, but I think what I'm hearing in my head is get the whole thing done. You can make edits later. Yeah. You can do some rearranging, but I think that they got to see from A to Z. And um, and uh, from there, um, it, you're funny, Lily, because she just asked, should she be focusing on love and marriage? And then we're going to finish this with this one question. You're putting the cart before the horse on all of it. You can't have marriage without love you've got what you have to focus on is is why you're throwing yourself into these crazy distractions that don't make any sense. You're making your path harder you're making your path harder. You don't need an agent right now because an agent's gonna cost you a lot of money. Go for all this yeah. stuff on your own agent you know agents are are um not as required with with uh with the way you can search up uh publishers. Um, agents are that connecting point that you would not normally have in the real world, and now you can connect with people and there's all kinds of publishing houses and there's so many ways to do it um so um so you know the biggest question is not should you it should it be a or b should it be this or that? What you have to do is um is that you have to decide. Why, or actually ask your question? Why are you making it more difficult? Because you're just tricking yourself at this point. So just let it go. So, that's uh, that and so thanks White for that question. But that's adversity right there, isn't it, Storm?
1: You can definitely. create your own. Yeah, definitely. You can. It you could, oftentimes, one of the major things that I think that we have to do is whether or not that we're starting to put the cart before the horse. Um, and mm-hmm. whether we're beginning to stress ourselves out over our putting the cart before the horse.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, whether it's—I mean, let's look at the, the the two questions we have. With um, both of them, were kind of like buy in trouble. Mhm. Uh, it's a—it's a saying that uh, actually, it's a saying that I've heard Dorothy Morrison say more than once. Are you buying some trouble here? And uh, I love that thing because it's really true. And I am i was fussing about when um, a couple of weeks ago when my daughter's school was on lockdown because there was a, a gunman in the area, which is a little stressful. And I was looking at my husband and I said, should we go down there and wait? And he looks at me going, no. And I went, oh, that would be buying trouble, wouldn't it? That would just stress us <laughs> out even more. That would just be. I mean, and but as a mother, I want to go be as close to her as possible. But it, but it really yeah, exactly. wasn't that that big of a a situation. Or when you hide something, when I try and hide something from my business partner or my spouse or for, from Storm, um, and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So that's when you're just buying trouble at that point. So I think that that's one of our adversities that we we pick up on and choose. So. That's well, what I think
1: we one of the things that we that we often do as human beings, Jackie, is I think that we move into a period of attempting to fix things, and sometimes we're attempting to fix things that really don't even need to be fixed.
2: Right. Right? You just, you don't want to do it. I mean, that's when, I. I this is a little funny saying that I have, is like, you know when you're on the right path when the ugly monster comes out of the shadows? Yeah. Because you're, you don't want to do it. That means... Um, Back in the day when I would play computer games When I actually had time um, I remember that one of the cheat codes Was that um, if there was this type of of monster in your path You knew you were heading in the right direction Because they weren't going to spend that energy Or spend those points or that programming time um, On false paths Yeah So I was like oh that's so true The wisdom within um, um, sci-fi computer games but it's so true, is when you're when you um, you not going to waste your time, you're not going to scare yourself off of the wrong path. You'll try and scare yourself off of the right path.
1: <laughs> exactly. Because it
2: means you're making some changes. And your fears don't like that. Your fears um, your fears love adversity because it keeps you confused. Your fears yeah. do not want you to get on the other side of that because then that means that they're outed. And they're not having that. They're not having that at all. So what are the some of the candles that you use, Storm, um, to get back into your into your own self, back onto your own path, back into your own um personal bubble, so to speak?
1: Um, I burn a lot of uh van, van candles. Um uh I also like inner balance um a lot. Um, I also like healing uh uh the healing candle from the Blessed Herbaline and the Heart Candle from the Blessed Herbaline. Okay. And boxes
3: um, of I like the heart. Hun-
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love using the heart for that because you're really finding you're working with your own passion. Mm-hmm. Um I could see I could see to get through a block in front of you and to get you know, that, that ugly monster that comes out of the shadows. Um, And to stay on your own path And and to find that hope in that that, that monster of adversity As I could see The heart candle And the love candle The attraction love candle So that you're working Mm -hmm. from your passion And then um, Either the vision quest or the van van candle So you're working from your own truth too From your core truth Instead of the one that's built up by your fears Absolutely That would be That would be a nice that would be a nice thing to do. And do not underestimate the power of journaling. Um, I, and journaling can quickly turn into automatic writing, where it's almost like your higher self or your inner
3: mm-hmm.
2: inner divine being is is talking to you on paper and saying, "This is what you need to do. This is how you're tricking yourself." Um, and and just let it be. You know, get get one of those cheap. Spiral notebooks that you know just ugly. It's two for a dollar, so you don't you're not worried about. Of the pretty journals, I'm worried about what I write because I want it to be as pretty as a journal. So just get the crappy ones and just do. Um, I, I talk. I call them streams of insanity, and just let all those fears just pour out, and you learn a lot, a lot about yourself.
0: Yeah, I, I read uh,
1: competition I, notebooks.
2: Right, they're cheap. You're not worried yeah. about. Making it pretty. Yeah. I came across some of mine from when I first started Coventry. Oh, interesting. And it, uh huh. And I, I opened it and I looked at this one page and then I closed it and I think, I think I'm, I just remembered it this second. I'm like, oh well, now it's time to go read that. I think it'll make an awesome article, for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> so that would be really fascinating, wouldn't it? Because I was all about the Definitely. drama. Because I was in my early twenties, and that's what we do when we're in our twenties. <laughs> we, are we are figuring out how life works, so we invite in the drama, don't we? So. Absolutely. So what's what's coming up in the next week for you, Storm? Besides, we have you have Hanukkah. And then
1: Hanukkah. Um, uh, let's see. That's about it. Um, does
2: your then, Does your family do do Hanukkah or Christmas or
1: Hanukkah? Hanukkah. Okay. Um. Uh, so we'll do the all the candle lighting and uh things of that particular nature. And then of course I'm more excited about what is um going on next week.
2: And what are we doing next week? On
1: here? well, on Tuesday we're doing parental issues. Um uh oh, yeah. Honor Thy Mother and Father with Reservation. Um, which I think is going to be uh, a fun show Because, you know, <laughs> when it comes to parents Jackie and I have a graveyard, so
0: <laughs> Right, mother come um,
1: back. Yeah Yes um, uh, <laughs> uh, Then on January the 3rd, of course We have uh, Patty Shaw coming on with us To talk about the relaunch of her book um, uh, The Healer's Almanac On the 10th, what to you, do when your New Year's resolution fails?
2: That gives you about 10 that's days to try good. it and then decide it's not worth the pain, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, basically.
2: <laughs> <laughs> on the 17th, we
1: have the wonderfully glamorous uh, Dorothy Morrison on with us to talk about money. Money, 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 prosperity spells. Um, and uh, then on the 24th, we have um, Lorian, of course, from com will be back on with us to talk about Ian balk. Um, uh, we don't even know what it is, but we'll find out then um, <laughs> I think it's midwinters something or other um, And yep. then we, um, on the 31st, we'll be talking about debt relief De- Debt, relief, and the karma of prosperity So next month is really all going to be about New Year's resolutions And first fruits and mummies and, you know, all that kind of stuff And then, of course, in February, you know what we'll be doing
2: Falling in love all over again, Storm.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> we'll be uh, floating Neptunes in February.
3: <laughs> you know, with our, with our
1: Wizard of Oz little bubble, you know, the, the Glinda of the Good Witch bubble uh, uh, of uh, wonderful Neptune. Um, <laughs> that'll be fun. And,
2: and I have to say, the bubble in the stage play Wicked is awesome. Wicked is very steampunk, so I was in love with that. I just saw that last week. I think my mother-in-law took my daughter and I. So, Interesting. Yeah, what are you, you going to be doing them? this week? Um, not a lot. Well, I'm going to be recovering from um, whatever it is I'm fighting off and winning on um, this virus. I'm getting it out of my system today. Uh, and then there's a couple of um, local parties that I think I want to go to. This is not. I have finally succumbed. This is not um, a favorite time of year for me to party and do all the celebration and ritual because it is so stressful. With having, with working, even on the fringe of the retail world, um, mm-hmm. I'm 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 making it about me. Christmas Day, I bought crafts. I bought stuff to. I have I have yarn. I have knitting needles. I have fabric. I have baubles. I have magnets. And I'm making crafts on, on Christmas Day because that is what I wanna do. I wanna just oh do God. something completely I wanna flip the switch and do something completely different from my life that, that's not related to any responsibility that I have. So that's what I'm doing. And um and I don't even know if we're going out on, on New Year's. We we talked about it back and forth and Phoenix and I are both kinda like, meh we could we could not. I guess we'll <laughs> we'll decide that day.
1: Exactly. I mean it's, it's New Year's is just. I think it's more of a 20s, 30s thing than it did in the 40s. We're too tired by 11 p.m. to do anything on New Year's. Really,
2: right? Right. So if we do something, we're going to stay local. We're going to stay local and and maybe just some friends. That's what I I'm really about. It's interesting because, like you said about Neptune. Right, right. now, I'm really about friends. If I can't connect with you, and I and I've been struggling with this because I was thinking I, I've forgotten how to talk to people and make small talk, and what it is, it's this whole Neptune thing because I don't. If I can't connect with you, I don't want to waste my time. Yeah. Um. Um. I, if, I, if I don't feel it, I, I'm, I'm kind of forget about it. So, but we are pretty much at the end of our show, aren't we, my dear?
1: Yes, we are.
2: I know. Go so fast, so fast, so fast, Storm. Go I fast.
0: It's always. I want to thank
2: everyone. I know, and it's because we have a good time. I want to thank everyone for joining us this afternoon. You can listen to us live every single Thursday at 4 p.m. on the East Coast, 1 p.m. on the West Coast, and all the hours in between. And to reach Storm off the air, go to psychicfriendsnow.com or his fan page on Facebook uh, of Astro Gossip. To reach me off the air, go to CoventryCreations.com, and for those who have been asking, you can buy a reading from me right there on CoventryCreations.com, and we can set up a lovely Akashic Record reading with you. Um, You can find my uh, fan page on Coventry Magic, which is on Facebook. Um, You can follow us on Twitter. Look up Keeping It Magic um, on Twitter or Keeping It Magic on Facebook. Um, Like us on Blog Talk. Just like us, damn it. Like us in every way possible. (laughs) So we are, um, and don't forget to go to keepitmagic.com. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. And what do they got to do, Storm? Storm?
1: Keep
3: it nice on play 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 play
0: People to the beat Walking down the street And my new the freak Yeah This is how I roll Animal print pants out of control It's Red Bull with the big ass brawl And like Bruce Lee, I Got the clout Yeah
3: Girl, look at that body Girl, look at that body Girl, look at that body uh-huh, I work out uh-huh. Girl, look at that body Girl, look at that body Girl, look at everybody I work out when I walk in the spot This is what I see Everybody stops and staring at me I got passion in my pants And I ain't afraid to show it Show it, show it, show it I'm sexy and I know it I'm I'm not I'm sexy, and I know it yeah, When I'm at the mall, security just can't fight them all And when I'm at the beat, I'm in the
0: speedo trying to tan my
3: cheeks but This is how I roll, come on ladies, it's time to go We had it the bar, baby, don't be nervous No
0: shoes, no shirt, and I still get service, watch
3: Girl, look at that body Girl, look at that body Girl, look at that body I work out Girl, look at that body Girl, look at that body Girl, look at that body I, I-, I work out when I all the body, this is what I see okay. Everybody stops, men staring at me, I got it